0: Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to my podcast, Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strength Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the absolute awesomeness and plan of God that He is expecting from His church. So message number seven of seven. Oh, thank heaven for... Nope, I'm not going to say that. Thank heaven we get to look a bit deeper at what it is to be and to be made holy. And yes, it is unfortunately the last episode in this series. But weep not for many a soul depends on the deep water ministry to go and flow through the whole of the earth. In other words, there will be more messages. Maybe next time I should just leave with that. So our next word is holy. So it looks like I saved the easy one for last, but not for the end of the message. Romans 11:16, "For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy, and if the root is holy, so are its branches. Be holy from the root to the fruit." Romans 16:16 16, 16 states, "Greet one another with a holy kiss, the churches of Christ." greet you. First Corinthians 3.17 states, if anyone defiles a temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Everyone wants God to live in them, but some don't want him to clean the house. God doesn't like a dirty house. 1 Corinthians 7.14, for the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise, your children will be unclean, but now they are holy. I'm sure you want to know a little bit more about that, so I'm going to say it. Listen, if you're married to an unbeliever, some people get saved after they get married. That's okay. You ought to stay with them because this scripture right here tells you so. If they decide not to live with you, then they're free to go. And you're not under any condemnation for breaking the law. 1 Corinthians 7.14 states, For the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife, and the unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband. Otherwise your children would be unclean, but now they are holy. This is why we stay married if only one of you gets saved. Ephesians 1.4 four just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ephesians two twenty-one, in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple into the Lord. Do you know that God doesn't like to build with inferior materials? Every time we depart from the attributes of God, we're basically saying, God, I have a bunch of chips in my stone and it's okay if you put them in that wall. That's not what he's doing. He's fitting it together. If you allow him to change you, you will be fit with us. The church is a building, the building is the people, and as long as we allow God to change us, we have a place in the building. But if your brick is cracked, he's not going to put you in that building. As church leadership equips the saints for the work of ministry, we help the sheep grow up into a holy being, a holy temple. What an honor. Ephesians 3, 5 states, Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, as it has been now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. They were accused of being holy, and so can we if we are humble and teachable. Ephesians 5.27 That he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. See, I told you, the bricks in the building are without blemish. She has to be holy as he is holy. The she being discussed here is his church. It is his bride. Colossians 1.22 in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight colossians 3:12 therefore as the elect of god holy and beloved put on tender mercies kindness humility meekness and long suffering yep we are holy and being made holy at the same time 1st Thessalonians 5:27 i charge you by the lord that this epistle be read to all the holy brethren i guess if you're unholy we can't read it to you <laughs> here again they are being accused of being holy not just growing into holiness. It's a great start down the highway to holiness. Titus 1.8 Be hospitable, a lover of what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled. Hebrews 3.1 Therefore, holy brethren, partake of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 1.15 But he who called you is holy. You also be holy in all of your conduct. 1 Peter 1.16 Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 2.5 You also, as living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. 2 Peter 1.22 For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God. They spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. 2 Peter 3.2 states, That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before the holy prophets, and of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Saviour. 2 Peter 3.11, Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and goodness? Jude 1.20, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And finishing this run, Revelation 22.11 states, He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Vessels of honor and dishonor, one or the other from the inception of the spiritual seed. 2 Timothy 2.20 But in a great house there is not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some for honor, some for dishonor. Romans 9.17.24 For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name may be declared on all the earth. Therefore he has mercy on whom he wills, and whom he wills he hardens. You will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who has resisted his will? But indeed, O man, who are you to reply against God? Will the thing formed say to him who formed it, Why have you made me like this? Does not the potter have power over the clay? From the same lump to make one vessel for honor and another dishonor? What if God, wanting to show his wrath and make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath, prepared for destruction, that he might make known the riches of his glory on the vessels of mercy, which he had prepared before glory, even to whom he called, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. Let's look into the end result of our earth experience and see what he has done, just what we have become that we already weren't in the mind of God. Colossians 1.27, To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of his mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians 2, nine ten: For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. You want to get that? You are complete in God. Without God, you are not complete. Colossians 2, 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus our Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Colossians one fifteen seventeen. 17. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by Him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominion or principalities or power. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Ephesians 2:14 through 16 For he himself is our peace, who has made both one, and has broke down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is, the law of commandments, contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace and that he might reconcile both to God in one body through the cross, therefore putting to death the enmity. Not yet concede we are separate and different, and altogether not of this world. Then how can we escape, thus being God's, and all this one fact that the three live in me, that is, the one and his Son? Acts 17, 28 For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. John 1, four. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. John 10.36-38, Do you say of him whom the Father sanctifies and sent into the world, You are blasphemed because I said, I am the Son of God? If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do, though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. John fourteen sixteen seventeen. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. This is why we need to know God, right? But you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. That's just mind-blowing. God is going to be inside of you when he gives you the Holy Spirit. John 154 7 Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. John 17:11. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. You notice it says that they may be one. It's not just God living inside of us, but it's us not living inside of each other, but acting like we're connected that way. All right. John 17, 24. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. And neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire, and it should be done for you. 2 Corinthians 6.1, For he has made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. 2 Corinthians 13.4, For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Galatians 2.20 I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Ephesians 1.70 In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Ephesians one ten and 11, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and on earth in him. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Philippians 3, 9, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Colossians 1.17 And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Colossians 1.19 For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. Colossians 1.28 Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Notice the language. Colossians 2:6-11. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him, and established by the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in Him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and in you are complete in Him, who is the Head of all principality and power. In him you were also circumcised, with the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. 2 Thessalonians 1.12 That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you, and you in him, according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 2.5-6 But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. You make a promise, you should keep it. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also walk just as Jesus walked. So if this earth is really, well, let me make it smaller. If America is really 80% Christians, then there should be hmm, about 300 million people that look just like Jesus. So I guess we should start lining up, right? Jesus has to come back if there are 300 million Christians that all look like him. I don't think that's the case. 1 John two twenty seven twenty eight. 27, 28, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. That means there's going to be people that will see him and be ashamed. And I believe it will be believers. If you're not after God, you're not going to be ashamed of him. You'll just be shocked that it was true. 1 John 3.6 Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him or known him. 1 John 3.9 Whoever has been born of God does not sin. For his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. 1 John 3.24 Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. So if you don't believe the Holy Spirit, you have a problem with the entire message. 1 John 4:13. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his Spirit. There it is. We're in him and we know that we're in him because we have the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4:16. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. You see how these things are all connected? There's a lot of ends, right? Wow, isn't it good to know what your identity is? What it can be found in? The great mystery privileged for God's knowledge only is to wonder, an awesome wonder, how a God could live in us, and us in him. Do not underestimate the beauty of this relationship that he has set up with mankind. Now, did you have a choice to surrender your all to him? Even though your name was predestined? As I have stated already, yes and well, no, but yes. Ephesians 1.5 Having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Romans eight, twenty nine thirty. 30 For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Pay attention here. It is important. He predestined you to conform to the image of his son. You have to be transformed. You have to fit into the mold of Jesus. There is no other option if you're born again. Ephesians one eleven. In him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Check the list twice to see if you're nice. Oh, and BTW, look for your name as it ought to be written in the book of life. Philippians 4.3, Revelations 3.5, 13.8, 17.8, 20.12, 15, and 22.19. I know that's a lot from the book of Revelation, but if your name be written, you won't be smitten and you will be white as a glow. You see, life only makes sense in God when we see that he has truly made us in his image and likeness. And lastly, you have to know that your eternal prize of living in and near God began with an election, but not in a democratic style. Matthew 24:31, And he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. A word of caution here. Just because we are gods doesn't mean that we are perfect or not subject to God's correction, testing, purging, etc., The fact that these actions exist tells us that we are bit off, so to speak, but still gods. The other thing that comes to mind is to consider that we are also human. Jesus was conceived by way of the Holy Spirit and through Mary. He too put on a human suit. The other thing that comes to mind is that this message is not intended that you start trying to live a life whereby you become focused on identifying which seed people are from. The Bible tells us that we would know them by their fruit, that they will manifest all kinds of crazy behavior and like it, I have other messages that describe these behaviors, but if you peek at Romans, Timothy, Peter, and John, you can see some of these behaviors and how destructive and antichrist it is. We're not here to chase devils. We cast them out to set the people of God free. We move them out of our way, to the side, so to speak. In ministry, we are more concerned with about how God wants to touch the people than how the devil may already have. It is a strange thing for me to think, is it any wonder that we created false gods given our position in him? I may be going out on a limb to say that fallen gods are the ones who created false gods. Fallen in that they are either one of Satan's very own or one who does not yet know that they are in Christ. The power of the gospel will strip away those blinders. In Jesus' name, amen. And don't forget those who actually walk away. I can't believe you're in the house of God and then you just walk away and say no to God. That's a bad decision that you'll regret. Well, that's it for today. I hope you really enjoyed the teaching. I'm not really sure how to end some of these messages, and you and I both know that when God speaks to a listening ear, open eyes, and a soft heart, it does not feel good always. And I cannot say I ever enjoyed it. But for now, I end with hoping you enjoyed it, trusting that you get my intent to my heart. So remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding the message, but what you can take away from it. Together, we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we were alone. Let's flip the script and kill, still and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of lights to shine through in the people's life. Plant a seed, click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.